Okay, we're starting. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Safe Space Podcast. I'm Lynn. Hi, I'm Munira. Assalamu alaikum. Hi, I'm Saumu. Welcome back. Welcome back, Saumu. <laughs> I knew that was coming. It's good to have, <laughs> it's good to have you on. Yes, yeah, so finally. Yeah, welcome back. We're happy to have you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. All right. So today we have an exciting episode with someone we have wanted to have on the podcast from season one. She provided us with a platform that helped us understand mental health better and helped us empower ourselves. So let's let her introduce herself. Welcome, Nasra. Uh, thank you so much, Lynn. It's an honor to be here. Um, so my name is Nasra, as you all know. I'm, I'm a counselor and I'm passionate about, of course, therapy and premarital counseling. Lovely. <laughs> so you, you can tell us a bit um why you how your experience is in providing premarital counseling and what inspired you to actually you know say I'm gonna do this premarital counseling because we saw your workshop and we're like mm, interesting mm. <laughs> yeah, we need to have her <laughs> yeah. You know, um, you know, doing my work as a counselor, I've noticed, especially when I'm dealing with, you know, women, mashallah, women are always interested in leveling up. And I always say this, you know, um, they seek help, you know, um, they try to find ways to cope with whatever that is, you know, um, is ailing them in their relationships, in their lives. And so, you know, in my work as a counselor, I've noticed, you know, most problems stem from marriages relationship issues right and yeah. when i look at yeah. it these are things that if you know you if that person maybe did premarital counseling before getting married these are issues that could have been solved mm-hmm. uh issues things that we could have discussed beforehand let me give you an example like for example um when you, when someone gets married and then of course after the the wedding and everything you go to your house and then you realize, oh, I'm going to be living with my in-laws. And this is something you, you've never discussed with your partner. You just find yourself there and you're living with your in-laws. Maybe this is not uh, an ideal setup for for you, but it's like, okay, I'm already there. What do I do? Right? And then right. it comes um, And these are things that, you know, if you had discussed beforehand, that then, you know, you would have been like, um, I'm not comfortable with this. Can we come up with you know other ways of dealing with with all all this like I, I want to have a separate home and all that so this is just like a small example but uh, generally things need to be discussed beforehand before, beforehand for getting married yeah yeah wow because um yeah. when when you're talking about in-laws because i feel like um in just a huge part, apart from the communication part, how to communicate with your partner in mm-hmm. conflicts and stuff like that. I, f- I feel like the in-laws is the part that we never discuss it. Like you just go blindly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, yeah, because funny, funny enough is, you know, when, when you want to do anything in life beforehand, you know, you research on it. Even before yeah. you guys started the podcast, I'm sure you did your, your, you know, your, your research and all that. Um, before you buy land, you know, you do your due diligence. But funny yeah. enough, when people are getting married, and yeah. this is something that is going to change your life, no mm-hmm. one does anything. You just go there blindly. It's not like you were married before, um, for those who have not been married before. 
you know, so this is this is like new new territory and just getting into it before doing research and having a discussion with your partner and having a third party help you go through it then yeah. you have unrealistic expectations and in the end you know it leads to a lot of problems now yeah. with in-laws yeah. yeah it's a huge huge part of you know marriage um you have to find out what your partner expects from you what do you expect from them when it comes to you know in-law relationships yeah. so um, yeah those are things that you have to of course discuss yeah mm. um among among us the three of us i think i'm the only one who's married in our group <laughs> oh, <laughs> you okay. think or you know yeah. you think or you know <laughs> i i know so oh, <laughs> in laws i feel like in laws is just something that we never talk about it mostly in the muslim community as in we don't talk about it often mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mostly mostly if we if you come from different cultural backgrounds so you have to intertwine your cultural beliefs and from the other side so there's always be, there's always going to be a conflict between you two so i feel like if you engage in premarital counseling there's a way that you you equipped with what to go and you know fight battles <laughs> yeah Yeah, it's very true. And, um because we you know the first thing you you might discuss is like what do you want what kind of relationship do you expect me to have with your mother for example if you're a wife. Um yeah. and then you know you have to find out if they have that expectation where you know you have to be heavily involved in in their lives um mm-hmm. be there for them and all that you have to know beforehand because sometimes you are not yeah. comfortable with it, you know. um you want you want to have a separate kind of life of course respect and loving one another for the sake of a life is important yeah. but you know again you have to know what you're comfortable doing and what you're not because you don't want to be thrusted in in a space where you are uncomfortable exactly wow yeah. mm. <laughs> interesting <laughs> so there there's, there's many things you know we discuss in premarital counseling Yeah. So let me just start off with first you know we have yeah. to know why do marriages fail. Yes. Wow. Well, yeah, let's just start from there. <laughs> Then I get, I think we'll understand why yeah. premarital counseling is important. Because one one thing that causes marriages to fail is um that inability of a of a couple to um let me phrase it differently not being flexible enough to understand that there are different stages of life. Mm. Ah. Yes. yes. In in a person's <laughs> lives because yeah. what happens is, let me talk about women because I'm a woman, right? Mm-hmm. What happens mm-hmm. in we, I can't be the same the way I used to be when I was in my 20s mm-hmm. and the way I am now in my 30s. You know, it's not the same. Yeah. And naturally women go through a lot in their 30s. They go through an identity transition. they go through midlife transition in their late 30s just like with men you know they go through um something you know when they're in their 40s midlife crisis we call it so there are lots of changes that happen now if you didn't know know these things mm-hmm. you'll be shocked you'll be like okay my partner's changed what's happening you know and then oh, there'll wow. be yeah there'll be problems uh, there'll be issues but even you yourself you don't know what's happening and then you know this days is menopause creeping in at a young age maybe you're yeah. going through yeah you're going through so much and then you yourself don't know your partner doesn't understand and then you you know you fight and you feel like everybody has changed and there's problem going on and 
you know, in the end, people, you know, drift apart and, you know, they separate. And it's sad. It's just that the fact that they were not prepared to know, you know what, if you're getting married in your 20s, know that, you know, a decade later, there's something shifts. You know, you are growing, you are changing. So prepare for that. So that we yeah. give each other support. Talk about change in our previous episode, but we never thought that that's something that's covered in uh, premarital counseling because people keep evolving yeah. often. Exactly. Yeah, so that's interesting. Exactly. Yeah, because, you know, people just get married because, okay, I want to get married, I want a husband, I want a wife, so let's just get married. And you don't know what you're getting yourself into. So at least, mm. you know, when you prepare and you know this is what awaits me and this this might happen, there are these changes. So it really, you're prepared, you're better prepared to, to handle whatever, you know, changes happen, that happen in, in the future. So another yeah. one that I really like, and I feel like it affects us, especially as Muslims, yeah. um, mm-hmm. as much as we come from different cultures, I'm sure we are almost the same, you know. For example, mm-hmm. for, the, for the unmarried ladies here, I know you know this, you know, when your older aunties tell you, oh, you know what, you have to be this perfect wife, you have to be cooking five meals a day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you have to always, you know, look the best oh. or, you know, your husband will leave you, you know, that kind of. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so, you know, you when you're basing... Exactly. So, when you're basing your whole identity on performance and perfectionism and appearance, this won't last. You know, eventually it will fade. Life happens. Things change. Maybe you're in school. Maybe you'll have you'll get pregnant, you know. Maybe you have issues with your family. You're just generally tired. You can't have an identity based on performance. You know, yeah, it's good to to do all that, but that shouldn't be your identity. Yeah, I have a friend who you said about identity. Mm-hmm. She has become so submissive in a way that her husband doesn't respect her anymore. And now it's mm-hmm. really taking a toll on her. But she mm-hmm. keeps insisting that I'm just doing my duty as a wife. And I'm asking, is your husband doing his duty as a husband? Yes. And she doesn't know that because it's been instilled that as a wife, you're the one yeah. who has all these duties to do. The husband is just to receive whatever you're giving. Exactly. You see now, you know, again, it goes back to culture. Okay. You know, yeah. A lot of pressure is put, you know, on us women to to be very performative, you know. Do this, do that, do that, so that, you know, this doesn't happen. We are always doing something because we're scared of a certain eventuality, which is wrong. It's nice to, you know, take care of one another, but it yeah. shouldn't be. That's what I'm saying, you know, when it comes now to premarital cancer, these are things we discuss. Like, you know, you don't come into the marriage uh, planning and plotting and pretending and doing all these things. Maybe, for example, you don't like cooking. Are you going mm-hmm. to pretend to be a chef? You know, exactly. You'll get tired. You'll do it the first year, the second year. Like, I mean, I can't. And then this person is used to you cooking, and then they'll be like, "Oh, you have changed. Now you're stuck." Yeah. You see, now it's bringing problems. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you have to be yourself. And then, yes, we strive to do nice things for one another, but yeah. it has to come from a you know space of you know like real reality. Like, be real. Don't pretend too much. Be yourself. Be real. You know. Um. Again, we'll go back to that. The one that Lynn just pointed out about roles. Know your yeah. roles yes. know your and all that. We'll get into it. So being extra and going crazy during the first second year of your marriage, and then your third year you are done. 
you see, it's, it's problematic. It's problematic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, the third one, another one, is mm-hmm. you know when you're coming into a marriage with unresolved issues, and this is actually it should have been number one. Yes. You know. Yes. You're getting married. Maybe for a, you have issues with your parents. You just want out. You want to get out of your parents' house. Or let me get the first man who proposes. Let me get married to him. Um, or the man is just getting married because he's being pushed by the parents to marry. Maybe they are not ready for a wife. They are not ready to be husband. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see, you get into a marriage and you are changing someone's life. You're messing someone's life just because you are not ready. Now, with yeah. premarital counseling, of course, you discuss these things. You know, why are you even getting married? This, that's the first question I ask. Why are you getting married? And and love is never enough. <laughs> of course, love is never enough. When, when you ask, why enough. are you getting married? And then the first question, the first answer I have for you is, I'm in love. So what next? <laughs> no, love is never enough. Love is something that... Of course, it grows, you know, you know, in a home when people get married, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts love there, right? Yeah. But right. it's not the only thing. You know, you can't it's love someone who mistreats you. True. Yeah, you can't also, love someone. Uh-huh. Uh, arranged marriages work and there's no love at the beginning. So love shouldn't be a precursor for marriage. Oh. It should, yeah, you can't just get married because you love the person. Oh, wow. No, I'm speaking. I'm speaking now. What 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 about that twenty year old who's just getting married because maybe the community decided or the family decided she wants to get married and the only thing that she can food like the reason why she's getting married because she's in love other things other factors don't matter to her because she's a twenty year old maybe she's not matured enough or her prefrontal control cortex has not developed for mm-hmm. her to read so at what point does she now navigate from the love part to the other responsibilities that we are going to talk about Nasra? How the people no, growing this, love. Yeah, you know, this, uh, the, the young girl getting into the marriage because she's in love, yeah. she'll have that perception of, you know, everything is, you know, beautiful and rosy and wonderful and I'll be, you know, enjoying myself with my husband. We'll be going to, you know, walking on walks on the beach and we'll be going on vacation. And then when you get married, all these things don't happen. Will love be enough? You start having issues mm-hmm. with your husband. Because now you have these um, unrealistic expectations, you see. Right. So yeah. yeah, so that's why I, I advocate for this. You know, for the younger, especially for young girls. I feel like you know when you're older, there are things you learn as you are older in your in the late twenties, in your thirties. There are a lot of things you learn, you know, by talking to your friends, your married friends, and all that. But you know, young girls need these things. They need to be told it's not a bed of roses. This is the truth, so mm, that they prepare right. themselves. And then they're able to work on the marriage and they're able to choose this person every day. Because I believe that, you know, a marriage is just, it's a choice. You know, every day you wake up and you say, you know what, I've, I've chosen this person. Let's move on. Let's figure yeah. it out that we're growing together. So now if you don't have this information, what happens? You'll be shocked. You'll get a really a big shock. Because you're used to, you know, the shows you used to watch, or Kina Alejandro, you know, and you're like, what's <laughs> supposed to be? And these days I hear people watch Korean dramas and, you know. K- yes, K-drama, yeah. yeah. K-drama, and this person is fighting for you, he's going over the moon and back. And, and you find out they're just human beings, you know, dealing with their own issues and all that. And so it's important, honestly, to, to be told the truth. Zamani, I believe back in the day, you know, um, 
we don't have that anymore. But I, you know, parents or mothers or you know your aunts will tell you, um, you know, harusi hivi na hivi. Marriage is supposed to be like this. You need to be prepared. Yeah. You know, there was a bit of advice here and there. At least you get into the marriage, you know some things. You yeah. know, you are prepared. But now it's not the case. You know, parents don't discuss with their with their kids about these things. Oh, they're in love. And then, you know, this is very young people get married in 18, 19, 20, early mm-hmm. 20s. Yes. And they don't last. You know, two years down the line, they're divorced. Mm. Yeah. Wow. It's scary. It is. Yeah. Um, I, I wanted to ask you, um, mm-hmm. let's say a couple has come to you. And I don't know. Is it and when intimacy is in question? Mm-hmm. Is it in premarital counseling that you have to deal with it or I don't know how do you navigate the topic of intimacy because we know the other topics like communication and so on but intimacy yeah, yeah. like I feel like in the Muslim mm-hmm. like Muslim side we are limited like a girl mm-hmm. can go to marriage and mm-hmm. she has no idea what awaits yeah. her in terms of what's her love language how does she want to be showed how to you know love and stuff mm-hmm. like that yeah yeah Totally. But before I start on the premarital counseling, I advise the couple to do individual counseling. Oh, separate. Uh, yeah, separate. But I, I don't take on, uh, I don't do counseling for males. So they have to get a male counselor. So for me, I'll do the individual counseling for the lady. Um, Of course, to go through this, you know, maybe, you know, you have traumas, you have mental health issues, just things to unresolved issues that you want to talk about. And of course, I'll touch on, you know, the, the the aspects of intimacy and what they think about it and, uh, you know, are they ready and all that. And mm-hmm. then after I'm done with those individual counseling sessions, that's mm-hmm. when now I do the premarital counseling together as a couple. Okay. Yeah. So we talk about, of course, different topics about uh, about finances, about in-laws, and, you know, communication skills, conflict management and 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 all that. There's so many things we discuss, um, and it's different. It's, it's like you can do like five to ten sessions, depending on, of course, the av- availability of the couple, and um, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I feel like in a church. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you could tell us, I don't know mm-hmm. how how this will come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have in you know successful mm-hmm. stories that you've handled. Yes, that actually worked. Or oh, success yes. stories. Yeah, success I, stories. Yeah, I do. Um, I've had premarital sessions with different couples. They ended up getting married. Um, oh. Some were still in touch, some were not. And I also have unsuccessful ones where after the premarital counseling, they decide not to get married. <laughs> because you know they realize there's a lot of you know difference or that you know one is not really ready for the marriage and all that so yeah there are many successful stories and most of them are appreciative and they've, they've given me like good feedback where they say you know now we understand what's going on what to expect you know even for the man some i feel like and i always say this you know women are always prepared but for the men mm. No, not really. They just know as long as you're just a husband, you are a man, you are a husband. <laughs> but that's not the case. Yeah. Yeah. So when I discuss with them and I talk to them about the realities of life, 
you know, sometimes, you know, a woman goes through hormonal changes before their period, during their period, when they get pregnant and, and all that. Because I have seen people who really fight just because, you know, he said, for example, there's a couple, um, the guy was saying, every once in a month, you know, my wife goes crazy. She's like an animal. She's giving me headache. And she's, and I'm like, is she, is maybe, is she on a period? Is she yeah. a <laughs> And imagine, honestly, he doesn't know, and the lady is shy not to discuss. So you see, it's so it, it's sad because this is some suppose something that the people, everyone should know. Even when you're pregnant, you know, some women when they're pregnant, they're very hormonal. They they get so angry and they fight you. And if you don't know these things and you don't know you're supposed to be patient as a man, you know, you fight. Yeah. It's sad, you know. This is something that you know. Boys don't know that their, their moms don't tell them, you know, they're not prepared, which is the sad part. They're not prepared at all. It's taboo. It's taboo, a topic to discuss with that, with young boys, which I find very odd because they're going to mm. go and deal with, the, you know, wives. And, and so, yeah, those are part of the things that we discuss. Like, like, for example, the idea of when I ask them, you know, why are you getting married? Some will say, oh, you know, I'm in love, because she's beautiful, and all that. So, you know, the physical attraction part. Yeah, of yeah. course, it's important. But I remind them, you know, down the line, things change. You know, uh, people gain weight. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so what happens? <laughs> what happens now when, when your wife gains weight or when you gain weight? Because you can say, Oh, I'm marrying now because he's tall and he's handsome and you know, he has a six pack. Okay. You're gonna feed him food during the honeymoon period and then he gets fat. So what happens? <laughs> <laughs> so you know, these are things you discuss and and it's interesting when you see their, you know, their eyes glow up and they're like, oh my goodness, never thought of it like that. Yeah, it's not, you just tell, like they have to know it's not about the physical attraction. Uh, yes, it's yeah. nice. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's natural. We are human beings. We get attracted, of course, with how the other person looks like. But there's more important things to be, to, be, to invest in, you know, mm -hmm. are they making me feel um, do I feel safe with them? Are they my my person? Do I feel like I can share anything with them? Am I ready to tackle life issues with them? You know, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And in your experience, how receptive mm -hmm. are men in for in the premarital counseling? Are they more receptive now than they were in the past? Because men these days are so. Mm -hmm. If you tell a man that they need to go for any form of therapy, it's mm -hmm. like you've insulted them. So how receptive are they? Um. They, I feel like they they are receptive now because it's like you know they'll do anything the 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 lady wants because you know they want to get married. So if she says you know I'm not gonna get married until we do premarital counseling, they'll be like okay fine you know they they mm -hmm. accept it. <laughs> with premarital counseling, they are very yes. receptive, but with mar marital counseling, they are not really receptive. It's only the wives who who seek um, individual counseling. It's yeah. very, yeah. it's not very common in our community. They'll be like, I'm not going to discuss anything. I have no problem with you, but I don't have <laughs> <laughs> So, but with pre-married children, because, you know, they're not yet married and they want to get married. So it's like everything you say, it's fine. I'll do it, you know. Oh, they'll compromise. Yeah. They'll yeah. compromise, yeah. And in polygamy aspect, how does premarital counseling work in that mm -hmm. aspect? Or is it different because now there's another wife in question? 
of course it's different <laughs> the dynamics change <laughs> yeah. um i i feel like it's different but this is for mostly for for the lady to realize that you know as much as you're getting into polygamy actually for both of them they have to realize that their relationship is separate from you know the other relationship that like you're getting married to the husband you're not getting married to the entire um family that he has so and for him to also realize this is i have two families right yeah and they're separate entities and i'm going to deal with them separately and you know it's it's about compromise about communication being able yeah. to communicate because again to re- to remind this man that uh, yeah you know you are enjoying yourself in this polygamy setup but you have to know this are uh, women that you're dealing with there'll be jealousy you know there'll be some type of feeling that happens and that you need to be patient true you so, need to be patient you need to know how to handle your business and you need to you know follow the footsteps of you know the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he had his wives and they used to get jealous and he used to handle it so calmly and nicely and you know with so much respect you know you have to respect your wife's jealousy there's nothing wrong with that but you know these days we have people who act as if now when the woman gets jealous it's like she's crazy what's wrong with you you know <laughs> am i dealing with a mad woman yeah so there's a, there's a lot of unlearning to do Yeah. When you mentioned yes. religion, I just remembered something. Uh-huh. Uh, the, when we did our episode on premarital counseling, someone yes. asked us a question. Like, mm-hmm. premarital counseling is, uh, as a Muslim, you're supposed to follow the Prophet's way or the mm-hmm. Sunnah of the Prophet. Yes. So, in terms of the religion, where does premarital counseling fall? Because it's not... It was in practice by the Muslim. It was in practice by during in the sunnahs of the prophet. It's not even written there. So like it already in terms of mm-hmm. marriage the Islamic setup like mm-hmm. marriage has a lot of knots. You have mm-hmm. to entice knots for you to get married. It has become so complicated. And now mm-hmm. the person claimed that now premarital counseling is another knot. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they wanted and like where does this premarital counseling fall okay you know premarital counseling you know in the western world now of course you know through psychology through our education it seems like it's a new thing i don't think this is a new thing it's always been there especially in our african cultures in you know our ethnic backgrounds i feel like it's something that has always been there maybe even during the time of the first salam it was there who knows because what i know is you know Every, back in the day there was always that aspect of you know preparing the the wife to be a wife preparing the man you know to be a husband you know the male from the male um the men in the community you know will take the man and you know have a discussion with him teach him about you know responsibilities even if we go back teach them about you know being courageous i know there are some cultures you have to kill a lion to show that you are a man right <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I think all this is just part and parcel of premarital counseling. It's just that you know now we've given it another name. We think it's a new concept. I don't think it's a new concept. You know, yeah. of course the things have changed, you know, now, uh, but conservative lifestyle back in the day, you know, the woman of course had her roles in in the in the community and the man had their roles and they were taught to those roles. 
that's why you know marriages used to last so long because everyone knew what their roles were right yeah. so mm-hmm. i think it's always been there it's just that we now it seems like a foreign concept but these things have been there as long as you you are taught you know you take these classes and you are taught about marriage and what to expect and what your role is and what you have to compromise on because you know if you don't know these things you're going to quit you're going to quit real fast but once you know and that you know you have to make compromises and you have to make sacrifices and you have to choose one another by the end of the day and you know what is expected of you i think you know things would have been so 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 much simpler but now we put concentration on you know the wedding on the party and the, you know put all this money on uh, the gowns and you know trying to impress people you know have the best wedding of the town and really you don't prepare for the you know marriage itself right. so yeah so you that's i i believe that these things have always been there it's just that you know now we are trying to yeah it's trying to brand it as yeah yeah this is just a healthier way of going about it because mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. like in our cultures when you're getting married you have this aunties who sit you down and mm-hmm. tell you about so that's that was also a form of counseling right yes just, it's preparation yeah. like you're being prepared you know because no one no one is born knowing what you know being what what does it involve to be a wife what does it entail you know yeah. So these things you have to know. But now in the in that in what I like in the in the work that I do now in psychology part, you know, it's more of of course we discuss about all these things, but also you know try to find out even if you are you are um, like if you you guys can com- what's that word like if you go together <laughs> compatibility. No, compatibility. <laughs> so yeah, trying to find out if you know the two of you are compatible even you know yeah. just going through premarital counseling with different you know exercises and you know having this talk therapies and all that you get to find out if you're compatible if your commun- communication skills are good if you know how to manage conflicts if you know how to read a room you know sometimes you come in into the house and you find your spouse is angry you start saying <laughs> You know, <laughs> you, you're putting, um, you're you're making it worse. So just knowing to read a room and find out oh, if something is up, okay. Yeah. Knowing your person, how do they handle conflict? How do they handle their anger and and all that? So these are just part and parcel of, of the whole process. Yeah. When go ahead, Soma. I wanted to ask. She mentioned when people come from different cultures, and now you have to learn each other's ways. Now I wanted to know, like, considering the fact that people have different cultures, maybe a couple has different cultures, maybe different religious bases, and their personalities are also different. Now, as a premarital counselor, how do you mm-hmm. navigate those differences? For example, you've never been maybe in, uh, I don't know which country, Azerbaijan. What's the name of that country? Azerbaijan. <laughs> <laughs> and mm-hmm. this man just comes and says he wants to marry this girl in Kenya. You've never been there as a premarital counselor. He has his own cultural, religious, mm-hmm. and his own beliefs. 
And now here you are and you want to navigate between the two and merge them together so that they can understand each other better. So how do you do that? How are you able to understand and respect their boundaries and their differences and still be able to merge them together? Yeah, like, oh, that's an interesting question. These differences. Uh, yeah, like I, I wouldn't be able to merge them together because, you know, you have to know one thing. When people are getting married, there are certain criterias that really will show you whether or not, you know, this marriage can work. For example, you know, you're getting married to someone with, you know, different religions, especially as Muslims, you know that, you know, women cannot get married to someone who's not a Muslim. So already you know that that marriage is not even valid. So, you know, how do you even cancel that person? Of course, they have to know that this clearly won't work it's not even allowed so my work won't be for me to support that right another yeah. thing you know yeah another thing is when you're coming from different now we are the same religion okay. yes but you are from different ethnicities ethnicities it it has worked we have seen many people who come from different ethnicities and they, they've worked they've stayed married for so long but now this is the time now to know you know what you're getting married to someone who's different from you with different cultures, with different traditions. Now, that's when you remind them. It's not about love. Love is not enough. Do you know this is what you're going to deal with? You're going to have culture shock. Are you ready for that? You know? Mm. Do, you have to, do you have to do research on, on your partner's culture? You know? Because you can't get married to someone you don't know anything about. You have to know what their culture entails. What is it about? You know? Same mm. goes both ways. You have to know about each other's and cultures. Um, talk about it, learn it, see what what you are ready to, you know, involve yourself in, find out if it's something you can live with. Because, you know, sometimes, it's just because you think, oh, I'm in love with this person, but then you realize there's so many things you can't, really, you can't involve yourself in, you can't partake in, then you realize, oh, this is hard, this is difficult. So that's when you have, you know, those um, discussions with them. And it's for them to realize whether or not they can go, they want to go ahead with their marriage. But they have to know the truth. They have to know the disadvantages. They have to know the the hardship that comes with that. Now, are you ready for it? Is it an unnegotiable? Yes or no? Yeah. Wow. wow. And, and on roles, mm-hmm. girls, I feel like when growing up, so much, so many of these roles are instilled in us. So are these things we unlearn in uh, premarital counseling, or it's whatever is comfortable? For you, like if I don't mind just being a housewife and cooking, that is fine. Yeah. So again, so, <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. you asked me. No, no, that was the okay, question. Like a question. Oh, okay. yeah. So because with roles, again, you know, I'm a, I'm a Muslim counselor. Uh, of course, yeah. mo- the pe- most people that I do premarital counseling for are Muslims, and so, mm-hmm. um, you know, our roles as women, we have to learn them as a wife, as a Muslim wife, right? Um, one of them, of course, is to take care of your home, right? Take care of your children if you get children. Um, yeah. Because a mother is a primary caretaker. You know, we can't say, oh, you know what? Yes, to me, Zawote. Yes, he has to, he has to raise his kids as well. It's a must. But who's the primary caretaker? It's a mother, you know? Yeah, you're breastfeeding the child. You are, you know, you know, usually kids are attached to their mothers before they're attached to their father. It's just a natural thing, right? Yeah. Now, uh, your roles, you just have to know what your roles are, which is, number one, you have, these are things you discuss. For example, if you get married, 
and you are a working woman and you want to continue working. Now you discuss beforehand and then you find out where your spouse's uh, head is at, you know. Is he okay with you having your career or not? You know, there's no need now you get married and then you're like, oh, you know what? Me, I want you to be a stay-at-home wife. <laughs> That's when you say, you know, after you're already married. You know, now it brings about problems. But if you've yeah. discussed beforehand that, you know, you found me, I'm a career woman, I want to continue with my career, I want to continue working. And then they're okay with it. Now, in your marriage, there's no way he's going to come and say, you know what, I want you to quit your job. That's not possible. You have discussed this beforehand. And if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, you say, you know what, I'm comfortable with being a stay-at-home mom. It's a beautiful thing. You know, again, these are just things you discuss beforehand. You just be. Yeah, you let your partner know what you want, how you want. Because now is when you have the power. You know, later on, things change. <laughs> now you are, you are a wife, <laughs> you are a husband. You know, a lot of things change. So this is the time you have. You still have your power and you discuss them. And, you know, you come to an agreement and you you accept it or not. This is now where you have your choice. Right? Yeah. 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 And this naturally, for me, if I speak for myself, I'm a, I feel like I'm a traditionalist at heart. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 don't, I am okay with the fact where, you know, you're a wife, cook for your household, you know, take care of your kids. And if he's working outside, you know, let him work. Again, when he comes home, it's about support. You support one another. As much as I'll do all these things for you, but don't have that expectation where the day that I don't do it, don't mm-hmm. comfort me. You know, yeah, exactly. that's what, yeah, I believe in. So these days we know that there, there's a lot of movements going on. Like, oh, I don't have to cook for you, and, and and I don't have to provide for you. And but as Muslims, we know that the man is supposed to provide for you. Yes, it's supposed yeah. to take care of you, your home, financially, feed you, clothe you, every single thing you're supposed to do. And so you, as a wife, naturally, because you're happy and you're comfortable in your home. There's nothing wrong with, you know, cooking a nice meal. And <laughs> even if you can't cook, these days you can buy from online. You can buy, yeah. you can order food. So, again, um, there's a lot of war on, you know, the male and, and the females and their roles. I just feel like we need to go back to our deal and know yeah. what our roles are. And just, you know, do the best that we can. And we do it for the sake of Allah by the end of the day. Yeah, I feel like this feminism era is really blinding people and giving people unrealistic expectations and wanting equality in the household when there can Mm -hmm. never be. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think people are a bit blinded by it until it comes to the now let's split 50-50s when you realize, oh, I want to be taken care of. (laughs) Exactly. 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 Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Uh, there's this misconceptions that I've had about premarital counseling that um, mm-hmm. it's only going to discuss about um, incoming problems. Um, mm-hmm. So, what what challenges have you encountered, or um, so many are the misconceptions that you've encountered? Yeah. As well? yeah. Yeah. That's that's really interesting. Let me let me tell you something. <laughs> when when someone is traveling. From, let's say they're coming from abroad and they're coming to Africa. You know, they usually get vaccines, right? Yeah. 
vita dungwa malaria vaccine ama ni pills za malaria utachukua because it's not you're not saying that you're going to go there and for sure you're going to go get malaria or you're going to go get food poisoning no you're just preparing yourself for the for an eventuality that might happen yeah. right this is what premarital counseling is you're not preparing for 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 doom you're just you're just preparing yourself to be able to cope with what lies ahead you know i'd rather know what is waiting for me than not knowing and then being shocked yeah right yeah right. i'd rather know that um of course the first year is honeymoon period but it afika mahali bit was and that kidogo downhill okay you know i want to know that i want to know that you know this is how you handle with in-laws this is the co- this is how you communicate to your husband this is how your husband is supposed to communicate to the wife i want to know that shouting at me is wrong because some people don't know that when your partner shouts at you consistently and, and there's a pattern there and you think it's normal ah, but you know ah, he's my husband you don't know <laughs> this is wrong he's not supposed to shout at you he's, not, he's supposed to have a conversation and if he's really really that angry then you know take a step back even for you maybe umezoea kupiga makelele kupigana na you know you fight below the belts you have mm. to sometimes you are, you are a red flag yourself and you don't know <laughs> you might be the true you might be the yes. problem you might be the problem you're hitting your husband you're like but you know I'm a woman he doesn't feel anything but that's abuse exactly yes yeah, like when i get angry i i break things you're, you're breaking things that you know women wanna pesa there's something wrong so how you need to handle that take a you know hold it why are you doing this why is your why do you have anger issues let's talk about that so it's just it's just um a preparation it's not um it's not like you're expecting doom you're just preparing yourself you're healing yourself um you're discussing things that you might not have been able to discuss with them you know sometimes you know when you're courting um you don't discuss serious things you know because yeah. you feel like oh i'm going to get married i'm going to go on honeymoon and going to enjoy all we're going to have two kids and a couch <laughs> you know yeah that's yeah. very specific <laughs> exactly like you have to know you are going to deal with a human being for example you you are used to you know showering twice a day maybe your partner doesn't even he showers once every two days <laughs> ah <laughs> so, um, this is the extreme example i'm giving you but you have to know you are dealing with a human being who's different yeah. and you are different you can't they are not your children you can't make them do certain things you're not mothering them so yeah. there are things about them that you'll find odd there are things about them that will give you an ick same with them maybe there's something about you they'll see they'll be like what what's that maybe they hate the way you eat You, you know there's there's so many things you realize <laughs> what yeah. they call the pet you need pet to know everyone pet peeve exactly so you see all these pet peeves what do you do now you run away you get angry <laughs> so uh you know building a good marriage it just means that you know a person has to take time to redefine their roles you know their beliefs their behaviors you have to negotiate differences you have to negotiate differences you can't make this person 
they you can mold them to what you want them to be uh, yeah with, with time you know human beings naturally they take on each other's behaviors it's part of life you know as as you go along your years pass by and you see you know you guys interchange a lot of um behaviors you know when they say that a couple that have stayed together for long they end up looking alike yeah, like, because, yeah. yeah you carry each other's mannerisms and behaviors you know 10 15 years down the line another banana banana so that's the process of marriage you accept the differences but in the end you just become one without even you knowing wow that's that's yeah. insane because now as the premarital counselor how would you measure and know like this is a successful story this one is there's some progress here like through yeah. the premarital counseling process how do you know Yeah, they're benefiting from it. They're making positive strides. How do you know this is working? It's interesting because you know, <laughs> premarital counseling is like you're taking a course, but now the exam is the marriage, and I'm not there to see. <laughs> I'm not there to see the results of the marriage, but um, I feel like it becomes successful when two of them are receptive, uh, when they are all open to suggestion, when they are open to learn. Um, they are ready to take on, um, you know, the the marriage with a different mindset. Like if someone came into mar- the marriage thinking, you know, as a man, for example, you get into the marriage thinking, my wife's supposed to cook for me, clean, and just, you know, uh, be there when I'm I need her. But along the way, they realize, oh no, that's not the only thing that you know my wife brings to the table. Like I want her companionship, I want her partnership. Uh, I like her mind. I like how she thinks. I feel like she's adding on to, you know, my life. Same with the woman. So, once I sense that and I sense that, you know, interest in learning and wanting to 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 change or wanting to understand why people do the things they do, you know, I feel like now okay, this this people they're ready to take on the challenge. But for some of us when you see that there's a lot of um fighting back you know oh you know we want to phrase like that ah no we don't have to discuss that so you realize okay there's a lot of there's a lot going on there and of course you know people will realize who's ready and who's not so it's for them to to know whether they'll move forward or not i wouldn't know you know i just wish i wish for them the best of course and this there's this nice quote that i like uh, i saw in a book it says that you know a marriage is not a joining of two worlds but an abandoning of two worlds in order that a new one might be formed oh, oh wow that's sweet right that's yes that's basically what a marriage should be yes i have my own life my partner has their own life but we are ready to you know create our own life together and this is where now you realize this person chooses you they are able to when it comes to the man for example they are able to separate you know their family from you um they are able to support you while also you know supporting their own families they are able to take um to how do i put it to show you that you know as much as you know everyone is out there maybe to get us you know when you you are really where there's a lot of Uh, problems that happens there are a lot of issues that you know arise and then you realize you know this person shows you that um, you are my person you are the one that I chose that I want to create life with you know everyone else don't matter and they support you and they know how to 
uh, separate things. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think as we wind up, um, you talked about being a Muslim counselor. So, um, how would you tell us, like, how is the Muslim culture or Muslim community adapting mm-hmm. to premarital counseling? As in, compared to Kitambo, now we used to depend on our aunties being told us, mm-hmm. like, yeah. So how yes. are they? T- in, are they responding positively to this kind of opportunities to handle such situations? Yes, yes. Honestly, there's a, there's a big difference. There's a, of course, there's a paradigm shift now going on. You know, mental health is being taken seriously. Mm-hmm. And, and like I said, you know, usually it, the woman is the one who initiates yes. naturally. There's no <laughs> man who has come and said, you know, I want to do premarital counseling with, with my you know, fiancé. It's always the, the ladies. And um, but funny enough, they're mostly you know the young men of today. They're open to it. They're yeah. open to learn. Yeah, they're open to the idea. And it's interesting when I realize that most of them, and it's so unfortunate. That's why I feel like I don't know. We just need more like ma- the male um, role models to come up and say, you know what? Because the role models that we have all talk about, you know, um, a woman is supposed to just cook for you, supposed to clean for you. There's no role model that says, you know, your wife is, you know, you need to take care of her. You need to assure her. You need to, because by the end of the day, you know, male, the male are the um, kawam, right? They are our protectors. They are our yeah. protectors. And so this means that, you know, they have to be really, they need to be more patient than the women. Because, you know, there's this idea of the women always needing to be the patient ones. I feel like, you know, it really needs to, to really, because when, when divorce has been given the, you know, for us women, we ask for hola, right? So you have to have these reasons for you to ask for hola if there's problems. But the divorce has been given to the man. Why? Because I feel like if us women were given that aspect of divorce, we would have been divorcing every day. You know, I divorce you. Yeah. You know, you get angry. I yeah, impulse. <laughs> impulse. Because, you know, we go through so much and we're just ready to, you know, um, to run away. But it's been given to the man because I feel like they're the ones who've been given that, you know, responsibility because they're supposed to be more patient. They're supposed to be more kind. They're supposed to, to they're supposed to know that this woman goes through a lot, you know, as much as we, as women, we are powerful, right? Because, you know, we bear children, we go through what we go through and, and all that. But we are also weak in so many aspects. Um, when we, when women get pregnant, a lot of changes happen to their bodies. They become weak. Uh, they need support. That's when you give birth, you know, there's a high rate of getting postpartum depression. They need a lot of love and care and support. Once that has been taken away, a woman is really um, at a loss because she suffers the most, the man. So I feel like, you know, men really need to step up. And I'm not saying just because I'm a woman, but honestly, men need to step up. They need to be really the protectors of the, of the women folk, both their wives and the mothers and the sisters and, you know, even just general Muslim sisters, they need to step up and be kind and, you know, follow in the footsteps of, you know, Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Um, and we know that he said, you know, the best man is the one who is kind to his uh, women folk, right? Yeah. 
and he said he's he's the best of mankind because he is the best to his women folk. So uh, this is not something to take lightly. But unfortunately, they're never taught these things. They just they want to be harsh and they want to <laughs> um, assert their power. But you know, power is not about uh, being being mean and harsh. Power is really about being able to um, know when to to be calm, when to be kind, when to stop asserting yourself and just let it be. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it was very powerful. Yeah. So, does anyone have final questions or we can close off? We can. Thank you so much, Nasra, for being here. It was such an insightful conversation and we're happy that we got a counselor's point of view when we did the previous one it was just yeah it was just based off of what we think and know so thank you so much for being here you're welcome thank you for having me it's been wonderful (laughs) thank you you guys for listening until the next episode Bye. Bye -bye. bye bye